WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The South Haven City Council is examining a draft short-term rental economic impact report from Roby Analytics. Jim Roby gave the presentation to the council last night, showing one in four homes in the city is now a short-term rental. Council member Joe Reeser outlined what he's hearing in the city. The biggest issue I hear over and over again in my ward is the fact that short-term rentals are businesses. They are LLCs. I owned one. I still have one. Limited liability. It's just like incorporating, except it's a lot less expensive and it's easier. But it is a business, so make no doubt about it. The council agreed to hold several more meetings on the report once the final version is in. Those dates have yet to be set. Responding to lead in water systems is among the priorities of the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services in its 2023-24 budget. Director Elizabeth Hertel told the State Senate Appropriations Subcommittee this week 60 communities out of 1,400 in Michigan had excessive lead or copper in their water. These numbers will increase over time as regulations change and our water systems continue to age. State public health investments over the past seven years have supported some capacity to respond to emergent drinking water threats, but the level of investment in local public health has not allowed for the level of response that communities need. Hertel says that Michigan is still facing a shortage of health care workers. The budget would seek to attract more as well as invest in community-based public safety and juvenile justice. A $29.9 million bond is being sought by Watervliet Public Schools. Superintendent Rick Seeger tells us the improvements funded with the bond would focus on three areas. They are safety and security, aging buildings, and educational programming. One thing they want to do is build an auxiliary gym. When this building was built, our gym was state-of-the-art. It was one of the finest around, double balcony, big space. But that was developed in a day when only men had played competitive sports, and that's not been the case for a long time. In fact, about half of our athletes are female, and they need places to practice as well. Seeger says the current gym gets crowded, and the full gym often can't be used for one thing at a time. The funds would also pay for STEM classrooms, upgraded science labs, a new secure entrance, secure classroom doors, restroom remodeling, mechanical upgrades, and a new track and concession stand. He says about a year and a half of planning went into the proposal. There's a lot in there, a lot of stuff to bring us forward. We think this is sort of the next step in our evolution here at Waterville Public Schools towards becoming a premier district. Seeger says the bond proposal will appear on the May ballot. If approved by voters, it would be 1.2 mills over the 2022 debt tax rate. That would work out to about $5 a month per $100,000 of a property's value. We'll have a link to the detailed proposal at our website. If you've ever dreamed of what it would have been like to navigate the Great Lakes in the age of sail, the Michigan Maritime Museum has an opportunity for you. Registration is now open for the museum's 2023 basic seamanship training, which will give students a chance to join the crew of the museum's tall ship, the Friends Goodwill. Friends Goodwill is a replica of a square topsail sloop built in 1811 for a Detroit merchant that was captured by both British and American forces during the War of 1812. Volunteers can choose the sail as often as they'd like from the end of May through September. The Maritime Museum in South Haven says the seamanship course will be taught by Captain Bob Harnish, commander of the fleet. Classes will be on weekends in April and May. The classes are free, but museum membership will be required. We have information for signing up at our website. Lakeshore Public Schools says taxpayers in the district could be in for savings of up to $2 million. 
Board members last night approved a resolution to refinance the $36.7 million bond that was passed in May of 2013. Superintendent Greg Eating says the bond requires the board to wait 10 years before seeking to refinance, and that window will open on May 1st of this year. We're having a lot of discussion around the community about the next bond. I don't want to make sure that people aren't going to confuse this situation with, with that. So what this is doing is potentially saving our taxpayers up to $2 million of repaying that 2013 bond back, which potentially could lower their tax rate. The original tax rate for the bond repayment was 2.54 mills and still has about 15 years of repayment left. If interest rates are still low enough for the district to save at least 2.5% by May 1st, the bond will be refinanced. An attempted murder suspect out of Indiana is in police custody following a chase with Cass County Sheriff's deputies yesterday. The Cass County Sheriff's Department says it was notified about 9.30 last night of a chase that had started in Elkhart, Indiana and gone into Cass County. The chase continued for about 13 miles in Cass County through Cassopolis and the Grange Township until the suspect's vehicle was disabled by police stop sticks near some woods. The suspect took off into the woods, but he was found by a police canine named Nira hiding in some underbrush. The name of the suspect has not yet been released. And each year, hundreds of thousands of people die from smoking-related illnesses in the United States. A new study shows evidence to consider e-cigarettes as an alternative Kenneth Warner, professor and uh, dean at the University of Michigan Michigan School of Public Health, says cigarettes are a dangerous device and tools like e-cigarettes can be an effective way for adults to quit. But if you look at who is paying the price of nicotine addiction, it's not kids. It's adult smokers. Cigarettes are the single most lethal product ever invented by humankind. Think about the fact that more people worldwide died of cigarette smoking in the 20th century than died in World Wars I and II, and it's not even close. In the end, he says there's no advantage to start using electronic cigarettes, but there is an advantage when they're used to quit smoking. The new study was published in Nature Medicine. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. President Biden made one of his strongest statements in support of Ukraine nearly one year after Russia's invasion today. He spoke to allies in Poland, saying the U.S. and they are behind Ukraine until the end. For as long as it takes, that was the message President Biden delivered to Vladimir Putin, saying the U.S. and allies will not abandon the Ukrainians. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia. Never. But the president faces growing Republican opposition back home, members who may stop writing those checks for billions to help Ukraine keep fighting the Russian invasion. Andy Field, ABC News. President Biden in Poland after his lightning trip to Ukraine declared there are hard and bitter days ahead in fighting off of Russia's invasion. But he pledged in neighboring Poland, the U.S. and its allies will have Ukraine's back as the war enters its second year. Meanwhile, Russian President Vladimir Putin glossed over military losses in Ukraine in an address today. Instead, he announced the suspension and involvement in a nuclear arms treaty. More from ABC's Patrick Revel in Kiev. The main headline from Vladimir Putin's lengthy speech was that Russia is suspending the last major nuclear arms agreement with the U.S., the New START Treaty. Putin blamed the West for the war in Ukraine and tried to reassure Russians that their country is winning, claiming Russia's economy has overcome sanctions. He said the West wants to inflict a strategic defeat on Russia, also telling Russians he was protecting them from same-sex marriages. He painted a rosy picture, making little acknowledgement 
acknowledgement of Russia's huge losses in Ukraine and promise to further develop Russia's military. Patrick Reval, ABC News, Kyiv. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has ordered Norfolk Southern on today to pay for the cleanup of the East Palestine-Ohio train wreck and chemical release as federal regulators took charge of long-term recovery efforts and promised worried residents they won't be forgotten. Using its authority under the federal Superfund law, the EPA told Norfolk Southern to take all available measures to clean up contaminated air and water. Regulators also said Norfolk Southern would be required to reimburse the federal government for a new program to provide cleaning services for affected residents and businesses. The EPA warned Norfolk Southern that if it failed to comply with its order, the agency would perform the work itself and seek triple damages from the company. There's been a large-scale sex trafficking takedown in San Diego. More from ABC's Alex Stone. What's up? How you doing? The investigation heard on police surveillance recordings. I don't know, you tell me. Police announcing 48 arrests in what they dubbed Operation Better Pathways. Among the victims rescued, eight minors who investigators say were being prostituted by armed men. San Diego Police Chief David Nislight. These victims are not just numbers in a media briefing. Many of them are children. The youngest victims rescued by the task force and reunited with family were 13 years old. Police critical of a new California law decriminalizing loitering for the purposes of prostitution. Alex Stone, EBC News. Emily Kors was between jobs when she suddenly found herself at the center of one of the nation's most significant legal proceedings. The Georgia resident became the foreperson of the special grand jury investigating whether former President Donald Trump and Republican allies meddled in the state's 2020 presidential election. In an interview with the Associated Press, Coors offered her impressions of well-known witnesses. Governor Brian Kemp seemed unhappy to be there. An aide to Trump White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, Cassidy Hutchinson, was much more forthcoming than Meadows. And former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani was funny and invoked privilege to avoid answering many questions. Amateur geologists and space enthusiasts have made their way to the Texas-Mexico border in search of evidence of last week's meteor encounter. ABC's Jim Ryan tells us what they found. Cell phone and security cameras captured images of the 1,000-pound object falling from space. Air traffic controllers estimated that fragments landed near the south Texas town of Mission, and the estimates were right. Photos posted to the American Meteor Society show a square stone about eight inches across with deep striations down the side from its fall to earth near the Rio Grande. A monster winter storm is taking aim at the upper Midwest, threatening to bring a blizzard conditions, bitterly cold temperatures and two feet of snow in a three-day onslaught that could affect more than 40 million Americans. The storm was to start around midday and continue through Thursday morning, dumping heavy snow over parts of the Dakotas, Nebraska, Minnesota, Iowa and Wisconsin. The system was headed straight for the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, where two feet of snow or more was possible. More than a foot of snow is expected in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. There is a winter storm watch in effect for our area. And how many people in the U.S. have admitted to pirating content in the last year? ABC's Jason Nathanson found out. Stranger Things was one of last year's big streaming hits, and chances are millions watched it without a Netflix account. We can't win this war. 11% of people in a new poll admitted to pirating content, that according to a survey done by YouGov for Variety. That would equate to 23 million people in the U.S. watching something they didn't pay for. The most popular reason for doing so, just under 50% saying the cost of content is too high. But know it comes with the risks. 37% of content stealers say their devices became infected with malware because of the pirating. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.